And welcome to the Kale LeBeau podcast. Rowan? I would call it the Kale LeBeau podcast, but... This is the Kale LeBeau podcast. <laughs> All things Kale LeBeau. You, know, you wouldn't want to hear that podcast. This one's going to be completely about Kale and what Kale wants to talk about today. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just here for the... I'm just here, here to listen. Go. Well, first off, how's it feel to be one year older? 33. 33. The big 33. It's, uh... I don't know. Like, when you get past... Does this feel any different? No. I mean... I'm sure everybody listens. I mean, everybody listens is probably in their 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s. But um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You're kind of at that age still where, like, I feel like after 21, is there really any like, like I'm sure like being getting the only thing I think right now that you can't do, like I think you have to be 25 or in a car. Yeah, I think it's the only thing you can't do currently. I think like right now, like, like the most annoying thing for me right now is like if we want to go out of town or something. Mm -hmm. We can't get an Airbnb unless, like, oh, I, you have to you have do 25 for that too? Yep. I have to bribe the Airbnb person to let us go stay in Really? Airbnb. Yep. Um, so, like, me and Sydney, like, when we went to, like, for my fishing tournaments earlier oh. in the year, did I, I never told you about this? No, I didn't know this. Okay. So, I scheduled my Airbnb and everything, like, months in advance, right? So, this is in August, uh, the first one. And I think I scheduled it in like May. So it's been a long time. So okay, I so the fish tournament was in August and you scheduled the Airbnb in May. Yeah, in May. Okay, a long so time ago, paid for it, did the whole thing, right? Um, and so August, we just start driving up there, right? So I'm like, I'm going to drive in, check in. They never said anything. And I'm like, okay, maybe this person's cool about it. So it's not your first time experience in somebody saying like, no, but normally like when you when you put it in there, you have to like put your driver's license in, and like mm -hmm. it pretty much tells you yes or no right there. And there. Um, then sometimes they allow you to pay, and they're kind of cool about it. Um, so we get all the way over to like 20 minutes from the cabin, there, and they tell us text message like, hey, by the way, fill this out real quick, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Are you 25? The last question, <laughs> and of course we push no. And they send us back this whole thing telling us how we're not going to be able to stay here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and so Sydney had my phone because I'm driving. And so I'm telling her, I'm getting quiet at this point. If I get quiet, it means I'm normally not, not the happiest campus, right? And so Sydney's like, oh boy, he's getting quiet. And so she's taking it over. She's talking to him. I'm the same way. And then finally, I'm like, give me the phone. I was like, give me the phone. I, like, I, I'm 20 minutes from this cabin. I'm staying at this cabin. And so we type up this big message, tell, pretty much trying to be nice, but at the same time trying to get my point across, right? And they end up texting us back like, okay, well, just letting you know for future, blah, 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 if you need to be 25, this is going to let you slide this time since you're already here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you can't let somebody know 20, like 30 minutes in advance. Like, well, hey, you can't. my argument was, I just paid 700 something dollars to stay here for two days. Yeah. Like, you better let me fucking come over here, yeah. you know? Um, and so that was the whole deal, but yeah, we almost had to drive right back around, and I would have been. I did not know this. I didn't realize you had to be twenty five. Can you? Do you have to be twenty five to rent, like go to a hotel? Uh, I don't know. I don't I think so. I mean, that. I don't think you have to be. Some of you were staying at hotels like that at a younger age. I just remember like a parent maybe helped us out or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but I know like renting a car or like on all that kind of stuff, you got to be twenty five. Yeah, but now I think because I think the day of my birthday, Katie, something like that night time, she's like, well. Something about, you know, how's your birthday today or something like that. I'm like, when you when you turn like thirty two or thirty three, it's something special. It's special. not like yeah. I'm like the only time you like it's new special things is like when you turn like forty or fifty. You know? it's I was just, about to say after twenty one I feel like you have like the, the decade. It's a decade. It's like the thirty, the forty, the fifty, like it's so yeah. on and so forth. Like thirty five is like man. 
You know, not yeah. that, that big of a deal, I guess. You can maybe say like 35, like you're over the halfway point to get into 40 maybe. maybe. Like you're on the back half of your 30s. I mean, every five maybe is a little bit of kind of like a little bit of a deal. But I mean, the only thing I would probably say is like as you get into your 30s, at least in my perspective, everybody's different. But I feel like at that, like I said yesterday, like you kind of have to have your shit together at that point in time. You're like you're more viewed. Like, yeah, can't mess you're, around. you're more viewed as an adult, yeah. in my opinion, when you're 30 compared to like 25 or 27. Like you you or kind 22. of still get away with it, I guess. But you're just like, oh, you're still young. You still fuck up. And you hit 30, it's like, oh no, you're a real ass adult. You should be, <laughs> yeah. You should be have your shit together. You have this. Your five, your ten, your twenty, sure. plan, whatever it may be. You should I can see that, I guess. Uh, you have Roth IRAs and all this different stuff, and so. Uh, but I, I mean, it's good. And obviously, Claire's birthday is the day today. She's turned oh four. God. Y'all's whole family is in like a week besides Carter well, and Cooper? Or are they all? Yeah, are y'all well, pretty yeah, close? Cooper, Cooper's in March and then Carter's in August. So August. I mean, it's yeah. all summer birthdays. And so then those are the only Caroline was May now. Oh, man. So y'all are going to have like a week of birthdays. Yeah. I feel and like then, y'all are going to end up just having one big birthday party. Yeah, and then Caitlin's <laughs> pregnant right now. So I mean, her actually, it's July the 8th, but we're saying watch her have her, her baby on June 23rd. Like, Oh, God, that'd be crazy, too. I mean, she was in here yesterday. She's mm-hmm. moving around and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if she's ready to get that done with. Um, I don't think... Her and Kaylee both didn't really mind being pregnant to a degree. Like, I think you all see you get uncomfortable from time to time. Like, some women really, like, hate being pregnant. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ever do this. You know, like, or get this baby out of as soon as possible. And I don't... Like, Kaylee was never really, like, I'm ready for this to be over. Because... The next three to six months after that are the the bad part. <laughs> that's the shitty part. <laughs> like where you're you're not getting a lot of sleep. It's just a lot of stress. And not the baby's not really giving you a whole lot of you're feedback like, back. Keep me pregnant. <laughs> to a degree, I mean, it's it's that's the hard part. Um, the first couple months are, the, and everybody's different on what stage they find more difficult and what they like. Because some people are like, oh, I love the newborn stage, and some people hate the newborn hate stage. It. And they all they all come with their own separate challenges. Like even you know, as Carter's getting older, you find separate challenges now. It definitely is, it, in my opinion, easier challenges to deal with. They all have challenges in their own right. It just like right now with Claire, she's at that age where she's in she's intelligent enough to know a lot of information, but she doesn't have the emotional governor on herself to control those control. emotions. So everything is like Extreme. a big deal. Yeah. And it's like zero to 100, like all the time. Like, like the other day we walked into the gym, less than 30 seconds of being here. She literally just walks up to the rings and just starts screaming, she, like and crying because she wants to get on the rings. I'm like, you didn't, there was no like, hey dad, when, there was no, there's no like progression to get there. It was just like, it wasn't like, Three, hey two, dad, one, when we get to the gym, can I get on the rings? Yeah. Or like, hey dad, can you come help me with the rings? It was literally walk in, see the rings, immediately freak out mode because I want to get on the rings. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the shit that drives me that drives insane. Uh, but but I'll call that three to six month period after y'all have kids, like the zombie phase. Because, like, I always call it the zombie phase because when y'all walk in here, I can tell when y'all had like a rough night or like mm-hmm. a good night. Um, and normally y'all look like zombies. Well, I will say, I feel like this time have, y'all been killing it. I feel like, well, I was about to say the reason why I haven't been as bad off is because also Katie's breastfeeding, so. Oh. So I don't she's have got boobs. The duties right now. Yeah, so she's got the one now. I'm still having to get it up because she has like she'll obviously feed her and nurse her, but there's a lot of times she can't like for some reason she, she won't fall asleep with her, and so I have to put her to sleep. But for me, she here lately she's knock on wood she hasn't been taking too long to go back to sleep. About you know 10, 15 minutes she's usually okay. back out and I can go back to sleep. So I'm only up for like maybe 20, 30 minutes at the most. 
but you know she's up for you know an up to an hour hour and a half at times you know so her her sleep isn't she's had a little bit rougher time on the sleep pattern of things right and so um is she ready to get back to it or get back to what? Like just working out or she's kind of, uh, is she okay no, with like she's kind of getting to that point. She's kind of chomping a bit and she's done a little bit of stuff here and there Yeah, and she's kind of gotten back into it. I think a little bit sooner this time than she has the other times. Uh, and, and it's not like anything intense. No, it's just so. more so she's just trying to get moving in for her. She feels like as she sits around more and more and more, body starts aching she's yeah. just like I just don't like how I'm like feeling cause I'm she not, feels better when she's moving yeah she's like I, just, I want to break a sweat I want to breathe a little bit I want to get I want to move and it makes me feel more energized and makes mm-hmm. me feel better and that's just more what she's after and I think and just in general like just being cooped in the house all day with the baby you just have a tendency to like I just need to go do something outside of these walls and get some type of interaction and move a little bit is really the biggest thing for her right now and then you know probably the next you know for her it for her, it takes about that nine to ten month marker post baby before she like really gets in the groove with everything. Yeah, like she'll probably the next like, like six to eight weeks find more of a workout routine, and then she'll like slowly ramp it up. It, it feels like for her about that nine to ten month marker is really that kind of that magical time distance post pregnancy that she feels she's kind of like okay, I'm feeling back to my old self. I'm feeling good again. You know? And that's about the time she usually also kind of quits breastfeeding most of the kids around that time frame, okay. about nine, ten months. So uh, that's been interesting to say the least. But I will say, because some people have kind of asked me this question, like, is it really true? Like, once you have three, you can have as many as you want. And I will say that it hasn't been... It's like it's just more normal. <laughs> it hasn't been like... It doesn't seem like it's like that much more chaotic yeah. than it has always been with three little ones. Having a fourth one doesn't seem like it's that. It's just, I mean, obviously it's a little bit more work because you're having to feed an extra mouth and mm-hmm. the baby needs a lot, like, needs a lot of attention right now. And, but I wouldn't say it's like, every, like every kid leading up to seem like a big change for us and this one doesn't seem like it's been as big of a change. Okay. So it could be true that you, once you have three, you can have as many as, many as you want, but I don't want to. Don't want to. I'm not going <laughs> to. Don't put that, don't put that black magic on me right now, okay? I'll tell you, but you guys uh, just keep going. <laughs> so we're not trying to do that. Oh, but. God, that would be hilarious but, for me. All right, Kel. So this was Kel's idea for this particular topic, which I know we kind of hinted at last week in the podcast. Uh-huh. But so, what was the idea again? Uh, and we haven't even really briefed about this. We haven't really so kind of talked about it too, too much. I know we briefly mentioned it last week, uh, but pretty much like, what would make the perfect CrossFit class? Like, if you were to walk into a gym, and and I kind of had an idea in my head. Like, there's two ways to look at this. There would be like the coach's eye point mm-hmm. or the viewpoint of like. As a coach, like how would you want your class run to be perfect? Um, and then I have another viewpoint of like, let's say you were to go drop in somewhere, like the athlete and, and like actually like be like working out in the class of a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, what would make it a perfect class for you to drop? Okay. In? And so I don't know which way you want to start off on that. I don't know if you want to start off on the coach's side or if you want to start um, kind of like the. I mean, side. I think probably on like a listener's perspective, they probably don't care about as much on. Our perspective. I mean, we can talk about it real quick. No, I thought we talked about that last. What the coach's perspective yeah. or the athlete's perspective? The coach's perspective. Okay, so we're gonna put that on the on the back burner yeah. for now. So you're saying I feel like, like I feel like they would want to listen to the athlete side first. Okay, so you're saying as me as an athlete, not necessarily talking about this picker gym, but if I were to go somewhere to drop in somewhere, mm-hmm. what would be okay? That was a good class, and that was a bad class. I know for me, like let's say like let's say we go to Texas or something, we want to drop in somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know one of the biggest things is like. 
At least, and maybe it's because I am a coach, and maybe because like I do try to do this. Well, you have more of a. So I'm gonna be kind of biased, and, and it's and it's tougher. Like we're gonna have a different perspective, maybe than like just somebody who's just coming as a recreational sure. crossfitter like comes three or four times a week. But I do think that they could listen to this and they should expect some of these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we've been doing CrossFit long enough and doing this long enough, and we do know what should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, like as soon as I walk into a gym, like within like two to five minutes, I want somebody telling me, hey, I want somebody greeting me. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's a handshake. I don't care if it's, hey man, how you're yeah. doing? Here's a waiver. I want somebody to walk up to me, yes. greet me and tell me, hey, how are you doing? Right? Yeah, we're talking like from the very elementary level of- This is basic stuff. Okay, so let's even take it one step further than that. Okay. For, like pre is, so two things, either A, if I call somebody answers, or B, if I message them, somebody answers. Yep. Like, so for instance, if I'm on, at somewhere, and I'm like, I need to find a cross box. You Google, obviously, cross box near me or in the city that you're at, right? And so the very first thing that should pop up is obviously the Google location should pop up. For ideally. sure. Okay, like for instance, we went to California to watch, I think this is the time when Matt Cole was at the cross games of the team. Okay. Player. And we went to go try to find a cross box and it was like in some back alley area. Good luck trying to find it. It like took us like to 20 it. minutes just to find the damn location. That's annoying. Super annoying. And so first – At that point, you almost want to just drive back where you were. Yeah. So like just that simplicity of like, okay, can I even find the damn location of the gym? It's kind of the that's first – like that's, that's just the initial like good experience of back to from the beginning, right? So that's, that's like the first thing, all right? And then from there, obviously if I call or I message the gym, somebody responds – Mm-hmm. What's like hit some type of answer? They just don't want to completely ignore you, and then obviously finding the location of the gym is a gym relatively easy to find or not. That's and, a good point. And then from there, the simplicity of walking in the door, and then what happens from like there. somebody greeting you, and like actually yeah, walking whether it be somebody at the front desk or not. I know, for instance, once again going back to the we went to a different box in California, and me and Kaylee stood there for a good close to 10 minutes before anybody now this is early like we went to the first class in the morning mm-hmm. they had just opened up but we got there and probably stood at the front desk for close to 10 minutes before, before anybody before anybody come, come walked up I mean the lights were on like there were some people in there so we knew something was going to happen but there was nobody no interaction from anybody we stood there for about 10 minutes before finally it was something like hey what are you guys doing here mm-hmm. like kind of deal and so obviously within the first you know couple minutes of being in a general location that Somebody should come up and greet you and handshake you and kind of ask general information yeah. about you and what you're what you're doing here. For sure, and I, and I don't even know. I feel like that just makes you feel not at home, but like just makes you feel welcomed, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, like I feel like if someone were to not walk up to me and like just like three, two, one, hey, come down here. We got three o'clock class rolling on, and then just never talk to me. I don't know if I would go back. Yeah, <laughs> especially if I was there for a couple of days. Yeah, you know. Um, so first impression for sure is like big for me. Um, after the first impression and like after they greet you, uh, one thing would just be like actually like welcoming you into the class. All right. We'll take it one step like before you go any further than that is obviously, and this is going to be like the, a common thing throughout the whole entire class structure is obviously the attitude and the body language of when they even present themselves to you as a for coach. sure. Right. If somebody comes up to like. Oh, hey, what you doing here? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, okay, Kale, just felt that waiver, bro. We're gonna, we're gonna start. Crazy rock and roll. Compared to say, like, hey man, what's going on? Like, That's oh, cool. Kale, hey man, like I'm Cody. Like, welcome to Hurricane Cross, man. Where are you from? Oh, you've been doing Cross it for ten years. That's awesome, dude. Well, you know, if you want to put your stuff right there, we'll start class here in about ten minutes. We'll call you guys down. Blah blah blah. That's a completely different That's, experience uh, yeah. itself. Even I, if it's both, even if you check the box of saying, okay, you you met somebody within the first thirty seconds of walking in the door. The way attitude you present and the attitude that you give is a humongous thing. Right I probably correlate that to like a waiter for me. Yeah, it's the same like exact same, concept. Same yeah, concept that's a good one. to me, good right? Idea. Like if no matter like if your waiter's having a good day, a bad day, if they're having a bad day, I don't want them to show me their bad day. Yeah, right? that's, a, that's a great analogy. Um, and so that's kind of how I would think about it. Um, so that's a really good point. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. And not even think about that. Okay. And so then thereafter, like obviously you want that particular portion of everything squared away. Um, you know, and obviously the coach would probably indicate like, Hey, you can chill out here mm-hmm. at least like show you where to put your stuff. And because like, it, yeah. If you like putting myself in like my, like, or like previous experiences of like being in a gym, like just the simplicity of like, okay, even if you do the interaction, like, Hey, fill out this waiver, blah, blah. And the coach then kind of walks away. You're like, and you kind of are looking around the box and kind of like, okay, where do I put my shit at? Like. Where do I like hang out at? Thing? Like, what's the, kind of the process here before class starts? But especially if you're doing it properly, you're getting there like 10, 15 minutes early before class starts. Like, to, like where's the bathroom at? You know, yeah. whatever it may be. So it, it's even more of an added benefit if the coach can then, after you fill out your waiver, like, hey, you know, you guys can put your stuff right here. You can hang out right here. There's some stuff over here, over here. Bathrooms are over in that area. As a general guideline, general, like, of, like, hey, here's what you can do in the short term before class starts. If you're looking for anything, here's all the stuff. If you need me, you know, I'll be over here. I always call that the, like when I'm telling people that, like drop-ins and new people, I always call that the hot spots. The hot spots? Yep, like you, I'm telling you all where the hot spots are. Okay, right? that's not a bad one. Um, like that's kind of how I think about it. But that's, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. Okay. And so from there, you know, I'll say I don't want to. There's the fine line between being at somebody's ass and then for sure having general conversation, whatever it may be. So let's say we're now past that point. Okay, we're at the 9 a.m. class. Mm-hmm. You're dropping in somewhere. You know, you call everybody down to the whiteboard. That is, if you can get called down the whiteboard. That's sometimes been not called to the whiteboard before. You know, it's sometimes it's been simple. It's like, hey, go for a run. For whatever. sure. But let's just say. Well, first off, like I guess you can kind of use two different two different analogies there, but. Ideally, you want to have some type of instruction before the clock, the, sure. the workout starts. That way, you at least know what you're in for to start the day. Like you know what you're about to do. Yes. Okay. So we're at the whiteboard. They give us a spill. Okay. Um, really, the biggest thing is like even like the smaller things. Like let's say there's a run in the class, mm-hmm. right? Like so let's say they go for a run, and let's say there's well, like, real quick before you, okay. I don't interrupt you again. Where are you going? So you're saying that introducing people to the class is something that you like to do. I like to do that for okay. sure. Um, I don't know, I find. I think it's I think it's a 50-50 shot. I think it's 50-50. I think you have to read the person that you're, that's like the drop-in. Or the do you right? think, do you think asking would be a good idea? Or would that be just Like weird? asking them if I can. Like, hey man, like I don't know if you're kind of an introvert or extrovert. Usually we like to kind of introduce people to the class, but if you're just kind of like, I don't, I'm kind of like more off uh, in the corner. I mean, that would probably be the more appropriate way to go like, about that. Now that I'm thinking about it out loud. Probably should do that. <laughs> like, hey, man, like, would you like to introduce her in the class? That way you can know, interact with the members. Because some people are kind of... Or if of, you just want to do your thing and... Exactly. Some people are like, dude, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I just want to be here. I want to get my workout and I want to leave. I'm, I'm thinking about like... 
Kind of an introvert versus extrovert. Yeah, kind of I, I kind of just go by the eye test and like kind of how I feel when I'm talking to them. Like when they're like if they're a little more of a bubbly personality, you'll um, introduce exactly. them. But they're more like, like if they're more reserved, talkative, and like actually like have like a good little personality, and like maybe they're shooting jokes back at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm normally letting letting know to the class okay. three, two, one, go. We're getting yeah. this done. Um, and normally they have a good time. Now if they're walking in, kind of like head down, like mm-hmm. here just to sign a waiver, here to work out. You can, I feel like you can normally tell pretty well. Yeah. Um, then from there, I just let them do their thing. I just let them do their thing and just making sure I'm like, I'm touching, touching mm-hmm. on here and there. Uh, but that's actually probably a good idea. I should probably maybe do that. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I mean, I don't know. Some people are like, yeah, I don't mind. Or they're going to be like, no, Or maybe that's don't. something I would do like if I do feel like they're more, more introverted. and more introverted. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would ask them. Okay. Um, instead of just saying, no, nah, I'm not going to do it at all. Okay. So now you're at the whiteboard. Uh-huh. So what, we're at what the are you saying? Okay, that was a good intro. Um, for me, or not intro. I just want to know about a good goal to shoot for. For one, like I just want a good goal to shoot for. Like so, as long as they're giving me like, let's say the time cap's thirty minutes, I would just like to know the average time, maybe a little bit faster time, and then also break down to me like what's a good rep scheme, what's a bad rep scheme. I don't know. I feel like. Not necessarily, you don't want to like overload the class with information. Like I don't want the dude talking up there for 10 minutes on mm-hmm. the workout. Um, but a good three to five minute explanation, just making sure I know the workout. And obviously I can look at a whiteboard by now and know what to do, I feel like at this point. Um, but just thinking about it, like I want to know a good time, I want to know an average time, I want to know the time cap. And then from there I would like to know maybe rep schemes or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, just like kind of like the PowerPoint presentation is like a job. Anybody can just go up there and just read the shit off the For sure. PowerPoint or and just that's read the whiteboard. You probably don't want. Like, I don't want you just to read the words on the board and say, all right, that's it. All right, we're doing Helen. We're doing three rounds, 20 to run, 20 on the couple swings, 12 pull ups. Are there any questions? Exactly. Like, that's just way too bland. Like, no shit, we're doing Helen. It's written on the board. I like, can read make that. me intrigued. I don't know. It's it's once again it kind of goes back to what kind of energy you're bringing to the whiteboard, For sure. what kind of body language you're presenting, things of that nature are also very important to start off with. And I feel like before we go for like that is like a staple throughout the whole class. Mm-hmm. Like personality. That's a blanket like, state of cross. An attitude like that is not going to change for me whether you're getting greeted or whether yeah. they're telling you buy at the gym. Like, yeah. That should not change. That should not fluctuate. Yeah. That should be the same across the board to me. And kind of like you said, when it comes to the whiteboard explanation, there is a fine line of way too much information mm-hmm. where if you're using the example of like Helen and you're like talking about kettle swings like alright we got 21 kettle swings you know we really have two different types of kettle swings you guys can do that you can do like the, the upright up and punch you can also do the, the, the long more drawn out swing you know yeah. both are going to have benefits but this one's going to involve more the, the posture chain the quad sure. and that's just way too much way information too much. and it's a very like okay at the surface level what are the, the, the big points that we need to get across of saying Okay, here's obviously the break. Here's the workout, pretty straightforward. As a general overview, we want you to fall into an X amount of time domain to admit the same of the workout. So, okay, at this point in time, we're looking for me to finish this workout in 13 minutes, roughly. We want the runs to be done in this certain amount of time. We want the kettle swings to be done unbroken, two sets, pull ups you should be able to hang on within you know, two sets, three sets. This is how it's probably going to feel. This is what we're looking to get out of the workout. Hey, if you know, maybe it's a more of a complicated like structured workout, this is how the floor plan is going to look. But ideally, most of that should be summed up in a, around a two to maybe max a four minute window. Anything past that point, you're probably losing people. Yeah. Because attention spans are going away pretty quickly. 
But at the same time, you don't want to be just dull and just saying, here's your workout. Like, here's your workout, go do it. Yeah, right? kind of deal. Um, right. And to me, I feel like this is the most important part, be the warm-up. Okay, you're saying the most important? Not the most important, maybe not the most important, um, but I do feel like a good gym is gonna put you through a proper warm-up, mm -hmm. um, at least to me. I don't know, I've been to a lot of gyms and I feel like I've, I've been to many and probably more than good gyms. Um, How many, like, so I've, been, I've probably been to, it's been a little while since I've dropped into a gym, but I've probably been to in total over my 10 years, roughly about 10 different across the gyms. I was about to say like 10. And, how many gyms have you been to? Like, let's say maybe you dropped in multiple times. Like, let's say you maybe were somewhere on vacation for a week and you go drop in maybe two or three times during that mm -hmm. span. How many times have you gone to a gym and it's the same warm-up every single time? Dude, I feel like more than you think. I yes. feel like a lot of gyms have a weekly warm-up. It's, it's just, that's what the work it's, warm-up it's is. A, it, it's like inchworms, push-ups, you might go run, and then that might be all you do, mm -hmm. right? Um, no, but I feel like... Probably out of, let's say I've been to 10 CrossFit gyms like I've dropped into, I would say maybe four of them. Yeah. Four of them have like a- The same. The same warm-up. Regardless of what day. the workout yep. is. You could be squatting and rowing one day and you could be doing pull-ups and push rest one day and it's gonna be the exact same. Exact same warm-up. Right. Um, it's pretty much just getting your heart rate up and going. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, uh, especially let's say, I'm, let's say I'm dropping in somewhere for two or three days, like I wanna see the warm-up change. I wanna see the warm-up made for the workout and not mm -hmm. just for a generalized workout for yeah. the week, right? And I think it's okay to have maybe the first portion of the warm-up is just a generalized warm-up. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're just trying to get the heart to come up a little bit, increase the internal body temperature, maybe do some mobility of some kind. But then the warm-up should then mold and evolve to whatever the workout is for but the day. But how many times have you gone to a gym and done a generalized warm-up and then just hop into the workout? Exactly. That's, and that's, that's what I'm talking yes. about is not the good thing. And that's what, right? yeah, that's what I'm referring um, to. Like, I don't want to go do a 200-meter run, three-inch worms, and 10-scat pull-ups and then go straight into a workout, yes. right? Um, I want there to be some sort of like warm-up to alert. Let's say, for instance, we're doing push press and... I don't know, pull-ups, right? I want us to do some trick press. I want us to do some push press. I want us to do maybe some negatives, maybe some behind the neck presses. Something to warm that movement up to where I'm not just like thrown into that, right? Does well, that make sense? Well, like what I mean, so in, in my idea of a general warm-up is the first portion of the general warm-up should just be increasing internal core body temperature and or, and ideally, going through, especially those sort of joints, of increasing more range of motion or just doing fluidity. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if, it, if the whole entire workout is, if it's, let's say it's wall balls and double unders, I'm not gonna do a whole lot of shoulder mobility. For sure. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for today. Is there a little bit of shoulder involved? Yeah, but I mean, it's gonna be mainly a squatting ankle joint movement. I mean, yeah, I mean, shoulders might burn in the workout, but your, your shoulders aren't gonna be the primary force pattern in the workout. Yes. Right? And so the primary movement is going to be the hips and knees and ankles. And that's where my more idea of the, the general mobility section to get loosened is going to go towards, right. right? And then thereafter, as like a more of a protocol to warm up those areas even more, it might be like bulldog complex or single leg hops or whatever, you know, glute bridge Something walkouts. To warm that specific movement up. Yes, right? exactly, right? We're not doing strict presses and scat pull-ups on day we're doing wall balls and double right. arms or, you know, or vice versa, can you said the push press and, and pull-ups, right? I wouldn't be doing a bunch of shit of squats and jumping that For individual sure. day. And so it's just, it's molding the work, warm up to whatever the workout is 
And obviously, it should mirror that. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, when you go to a CrossFit gym, this is just like, here's just the blanket warmth we do every single day. Uh Regardless of what it is, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and then I have one more thing for the warm-ups. In, well, go ahead. Um, and it would be, this is probably more important than that, but actually leading you through the warm-up. That's where I that. Yeah. And not just saying, hey guys, this is your warm-up on the board. Because that has happened to me probably six out of the ten times, yeah. I would say, that I walk into a gym and they have the warm-up written on the board right mm-hmm. by the workout. Hey guys, this is your warm-up, this is your workout. When you get done with your warm up, we're going to start the workout, right? Exactly. And then from there, they might go to the so, bathroom. So basically, coach got a twenty minute break for sure to go shoot the shit or actually go take a shit. And or... he literally might not even. I... <laughs> but that's probably like to me, like I want that person. I want the coach leading me through it, showing me what to do, or maybe he's not showing me, but maybe he's getting a member to demo the movement, mm-hmm. kind of like we do here. Um, but definitely lead me through the warm up. Yeah, he's he's with the class the whole time, instructing you what to do throughout the whole. Obviously, there's portions where, you know, for instance, like a lot of times we'll do like two or three rounds of something. By the time you go to the second, or third round, there's not as much like coaching estimation in that trigger piece. That's more the opportunity for the coach to go around and ask you questions like how, hey, how are you feeling today? If you got this injuries going on, sure. or just and just getting general information from people and or being more interactive with the class, having fun, shooting the shit, laughing. Mm-hmm. The coach isn't off in the corner on their phone. Or going to the bathroom, or going eat a meal while that's right. going on, right? Uh, I remember. On your class. <clears throat> I remember at the old box, like way back in the heyday, the ones were written on the board. And one issue we were having with people, and obviously we don't do this thing. We haven't done warm up on the whiteboard in, in years, but people would show up. Let's say, for instance, they're going to do the five forty-five a.m. class, yeah, and they would show up at five thirty, and start their. They just get to the gym and start warming up. So by five forty-five, they had gone through the whole warm up. So they're ready to work And so out. they're like, I'm ready to work out. And we're like, dude, the class hasn't like the class just started. Okay. And two of the people just walked in the door. So now you're gonna have to wait an extra twenty minutes now. And they would get like all pissed off and frazzled. You're gonna have to rewarm up pretty much. Yeah. And so that was an issue that we people were run that we were running to back in the day was people were warming up like 15, 20 minutes early for class because the warm was written on the board. And uh, but yes, I mean, obviously that's a humongous piece as well as like actually leading a warm-up. And it's actually a warm-up that actually makes fucking sense. Yeah. You know, because I mean, there's so so often I've been to a gym, and like you said, it's just been a matter of like, hey, grab a PC pipe, you're gonna do some pass throughs. Are right, you gonna do ten air squats? You're gonna do three inch worms. All right, go ahead and grab your barbell. Yeah. Like I'm here, I'm not gonna name it because it's more of a local gym, but literally showed up. Class was start at ten a.m. Got there nine forty-five. Down to be quarter, try to be there early. Coach didn't show up till. 10.05, 10.10. So I get to even go further, like, actually, somebody's fucking there like on time. Being there? Yes. I didn't even think about that one. Actually, being like there on time. Expected. That's <laughs> just kind of like, that, that should be a given. Yeah. But, showed up like at 10.05, 10.10. Then sat around for an extra 15, 20 minutes because other people were showing up late, which is, this class was sort of 10. Right now, we're at 10 to 1 at this point because we're waiting on people. Then, for the next 10 minutes, trying to decide what workout we're going to do that day. Looking you didn't on, know the workout? Then you know the workout we're going to do. Oh, right? man. Look at, scrolling through Instagram trying to find a workout for that day. What? Okay? That's ridiculous. Finally scramble on a workout they think they like. They're going to, they write it on the whiteboard. Okay? The workout had one movement, so it's like three or four minutes. One of the movements had 155-pound squat cleans. Okay. So he's like, all right, guys, here's your workout. You know, this is what it's going to be. Are there any questions? Didn't even talk about it. Just say, hey, here's the workout. It's like written on the board. Look at it. Any questions? That's where it went. Everybody's like, nope. Like, all right. 
Everybody grabs their bar and immediately puts the weight on their plan on using for the workout. Mm. So 155 is what the workout calls for the minute. Everybody's and, and guys are lining up 155 right right then. Love it. And I'm looking around. I'm like, are we, are we going right into it? Like, is, are we just starting the workout? Like, there is no warm-up or nothing? And so I'm kind of like looking around. I guess he like kind of looks on like, what the hell's going on? He walks. He's like, oh, no, no worry. We're going to warm up. I'm like, okay. Well, you saw I load my 155 on the bar. And I'm kind of like standing there. He's like, all right, guys, grab a PVC pipe. He's like, all right, you know, you're going to do 10 pass-throughs. All right, you going to do some around the worlds. Uh, all right, you know, that's probably pretty good. Everybody's ready to go? That was the warm-up. That was it. And that was the exclamation of the whole workout. Oh, man. That's yes. a tough one, man. Okay. That's a tough one. <clears throat> so, all right, now, so we talked about for the warm-up, obviously, our primary projectives are coach-led. They make sense. And also, we have a little more knowledge than maybe some people do. Well, I feel like, you know, a lot of members obviously have a lot of general knowledge as well. Sure. But in our eyes, like, we're looking for one that actually makes sense as to what the movements are for the workout that day. Are we getting primed ready for that way? I'm ready to go in these picker movements. Yeah. Okay. So coach is interactive, good body language, has a good time. We, we do the warm up. moving on. What, what are we doing from there? Moving on from the warm up. So are we going to say like, we're counting like movement demo and movement prep as warm up, right? No, we're not no? saying, so we're, we're not even in, we're not in movement prep yet. Okay. So, as soon as the warm-up's over, um, for me, that's where movement prep would come into play. Um, so for instance, like let's say they're doing power cleans, right? I want them to, and it doesn't have to be, this is like I've been to gyms where they do like, they don't do the whole dip shrug, dip high elbow, muscle clean deal. Maybe we start from mid shin, like whatever it is, I want them to put me through some sort of like warm-up for the power clean, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then let's say it's wall ball, I want them to break, even though I know what a wall ball is and it's pretty basic stuff, I want them to show me a wall ball. I want them to show me how to break down the wall ball and then from there demo it and then let me go for it, right? Let me, let me ask you this. So let's say it is a workout where, let's say there's a chipper side workout. Okay. Let's say there's eight movements. All right. In your eyes, should the should they go into depth on every single movement or should they say, hey, we're gonna pick two or three that are more complex ones? That's where I'm at. Okay. So I'm more of like, let's say there's eight movements. Let's say there's- Which is, this is far in between. For sure, but for sure. An example. But let's say there's like pull-ups, power snatches, and handstand push-ups. Those are like your three main movements, right? Okay. Like your complex movements. Yeah, your complex movements, you're, you're more not ba non-basic. Let's say the other ones are like burpees, run, bike. And burpee, right? Or sit-ups. Something like that, right? Yeah. I'm fine with you not breaking that down. Right, like I. You might demo for a second. But. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you kind of, kind of go over the complex stuff. Like let's get into depth here, and then let's say for box jumps, just show me a box jump, just show me a burpee, I'm good. And I'll, before we go too much further, like I'll even me and like I said, it, it's a little bit tough for us to talk about this topic because we're our mindsets are moving slightly different than some's, but even the coach even verbalizing that, whereas like, hey guys, we have a lot of movements on the board today. I'm gonna go over these three in particular ones because they are the most technical ones that we probably need to talk about the most. I'm gonna brief you on the other ones and just give you a demo. You may have some quick tidbits, but if you got any more, if you have some more general questions about something that I did not go over on these Please more ask general, me. just ask me as and we go to like the bathroom breaks. That goes a long way. Yes. Right. Just that simplicity right. of like laying out, hey, here's my plan for you. Well, and then going from there. I feel like it, it's all coming back down to like knowing what you're doing in the class and like them actually guiding you, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they're, if you don't know what's going on 
and you're just like in the class and stuff's just happening, it's chaotic. But like if they're there and they're like telling you what to do and what mm-hmm. to expect and what we're gonna do, I feel like you're good, right? Well, let me like uh, I think sometimes like as a coach or coaches in general can sometimes not put themselves in the shoes of the member, the member sometimes where, uh, or even just like a new member sometimes where you just, you're just kind of expecting them to know what to do. Yeah. Right. And that, that, this is with a lot of things in life, but especially with coaching that a lot of times people are like, you should just know what this movement yeah. is. You should just, you know how to perform this movement and I always try to, and, and, We've had this discussion before. Depending on it's, it depends on the class. Depends on the class. Like if we have you, you gotta know, read your class. If we have a class of six people, and these six people have been here for, you know, six plus years. Say everyone in the class is OGs, right? Yeah. They're all they've been around the block for a while. I'm maybe not gonna explain the wall ball in the same way I would if I had a class of like fifteen and five of those members are probably under six months. Right. Yeah. That's gonna be a different exclamation. Sure. So, to degree, you do have to take that and uh, a little grain of salt. Yeah, a little bit of grain of salt, and like structure your coaching session depending on who's in your class that individual day. Is it very often that you have one of those classes where you only have like five, six people, and they're all OGs? Those are slim in between. Most of the time, you're gonna have a class of ten to fifteen, more than likely, and at least two or three of those members are gonna be relatively still somewhat new to the thing, and you have to still use that as a general principle of, okay, this is where my coaching foundation has to come from. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that because you're an OG, you don't need coaching either. I still try to keep in mind, okay, what is what is one thing I can at least provide to, to everyone. everyone in the gym to take away? I'm not just trying to structure everything to the new person, but what's some things that I can like, what's one little tidbit I can give to like somebody that's been here for eight years who's done this a while that they can kick away like oh shit okay that's that, that's that how about that's right. something i hadn't heard before or whatever maybe and sometimes it's hard to do but. and a lot of times like it, it i feel like that becomes more or less like less like movement prep type stuff mm-hmm. and it turns into more like a pro i call it pro tips right yeah would be more like hey guys if we're doing dumbbell snatches today think about trying to get that dumbbell in like the middle of your foot mm-hmm. okay and taking that breath at the top almost like a little pot like yeah. something like little, along those yeah. lines right so like if you're like for instance, like if you were gonna take a new member and teach them the dumbbell snatch, you wouldn't talk I'm not about telling them that. you're not telling all these little little each like no. you want the dumbbell in the middle of the foot, you wanna think about you know, you get to the top, you wanna think about that's where you're gonna really think about big breath in and exhale and that's the way relax your shoulder or whatever it may be during that particular time. You're not gonna go through all these little interesting things. You're gonna talk about more of the basic broad things like, hey, you wanna show both base, you wanna make sure our butt is relatively down, that our spine can stay flat. We're gonna think about drive the legs, punch over head. It's it's Sure. The very simplistic things. And that kind of goes back to read the room and like the coach knowing who's got in that class, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um, like when you're athlete. First of all, like if you're dropping, they should be going over all that. I feel I feel like when you have a drop-in in the class... You should just assume the, they don't know. The, this, for me at least, if I have a drop-in, I don't care if they've done cross for eight years or if they've done cross for three months. They're getting the same class, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I feel like that is kind of... That's kind of where I'm at on that one. Mm-hmm. So... But obviously some type of movement briefing. So let me ask you this, like, to get a little bit more into the weeds of that. Okay. So obviously you could have somebody like, okay, well, you did movement prep and you just kind of like, like, all right, guys, you know, here's your wall ball. Uh-huh. And you like break down the movement. But then you're like, all right, just go do five. Now, now give me five. Okay. Now, are you like, that's, that's not bad, but 
would you prefer more like, all right, guys, we're going to do – this me, is a general breakdown. Like, like, all right, guys, now grab your wall ball. We're going to squat. Exactly. We're going to hold. So for me, like let's say I'm talking about wall balls, I'm going to just give you my explanation for wall ball. A lot of times it's, all right, hands, elbows under the wall ball. Yeah. We're going to make sure we're not grabbing the sides. From there, okay, I want you all to go ahead and give me five squats, mm. right? That's all they're doing, right? They break it down into five squats. From there, I do the push press. So then I break it to push press. Hey guys, give me five dip and drives. I want you to actually throw the med ball. And then from there, all right, now guys, we're gonna combine those two movements together to actually make the wall ball. Give yeah. me five wall balls, right? And I feel like for, for me as a coach, that's one thing that's like, okay, that separates like a really good box, like an elite box, to so like a, a good or an average box is like, that, that in particular, for me at least, is a section that really resonates with me, mm -hmm. is if a coach will then, for instance, break down a move, but, but then also have that movement broken down in practicing with the class, for sure. if that makes sense. So like, for instance, like using like a push press as an example, you might have an athlete, okay, this is, this is the push press, this is what it's gonna look like. And you kind of generally break down, like we're gonna have a shoulder with base, we're gonna break at the knee, we're gonna drive the legs, we're gonna finish with a nice strong punch overhead. As a class is how we're gonna break it down. Okay, we get the barbells. All right, from here, all I want you guys to do is we're gonna break at the knee and then stand. All right, we're gonna do five rows of class. Mm -hmm. Dip and stand, dip and stand, dip and stand. All right, next we're gonna evolve the punch to the leg. So we're gonna dip and, and then drive. And you go through that process as a class, right? And that's a, a big marker. Now, obviously you can't do that with every single movement because it would just eat up so it much class so time. But it comes back to like picking and choosing yes. your movement, right? And there's a, there's a delicate balance here you can tell we're really passionate because we're just <laughs> we're 40 minutes in I feel like we're like 15 minutes I know I feel like we said a lot we're going to talk about we're almost like going to run out of time but uh, but I feel like there is a balancing act of coaching in like coaching enough and coaching too little yeah right like obviously we've seen more than not you see the extreme side of like non-coaching but at the same time like athletes didn't come here to listen to you for a 20 minute lecture talk about the push press with the snatch so there's a fine line of saying, okay, also we need you to move safe and effectively, but I don't want this to be such a drawn out session where you, you left and you're like, fuck it, didn't even work out because the coach just yeah. talked the whole time. So that's the balancing act of the whole coaching thing. And I'll say everybody's different on, uh, you know, what what they find is the perfect ratio there. You know, just like, you know, some people flavor ice cream or pizza or like For that. Sure. It's gonna be a little subjective on that standpoint, but, knowing where that balance is, is, is very important. Um, and so use the general rule of thumb is like, Hey, have like three to maybe max five main points you're trying to get across for one particular movement and then move the fuck on, move on right? right? And have them, and have them break it down, practice it and then move on. And like, and you can only do that for like maybe two to three minutes at the most. Yeah. If you have like a, a workout that has six movements in it, you can't do that for six movements. That's just way too much running for the process. Like you said, like kind of reiterating, going back, you kind of take maybe one, two, maybe three at most, like where are my more technical movements that I really need to kind of break down. And then from there, we'll do that I can kind of like just gloss over and everybody's still gonna be fine, mm -hmm. right? Like, like yesterday's workout with the dumbbell lunge and the burby box, or the box jump overs, right? Like for a box jump over, there are some little things that you can talk about, right? But you're not gonna spend three, four minutes on that movement. You might get to in about 45 seconds to a minute. Yeah. Lunge, you may spend like a minute to maybe 90 seconds on, right? You're not gonna go into a you can't three, get into two you're not gonna balance. You're not gonna treat that as you would like a snatch. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And so, but in my eyes, I feel like that's a a big separator in your gym is, is once you get into that 
movement section of like movement prep and practicing movements like that's really like where a lot of the coaching starts to come into play and like how you do that is a, is a big deal and i feel like another thing is like and this is kind of like this is like peak peak coach for me at this point but it like if they can explain to me a why we're doing something in like a timely manner and not like talk for 10 minutes mm-hmm. i love that What's well, so I'm saying? Like, like if they can give me a hey guys, like for instance, like yesterday we did, or yeah, yesterday we did deadlifts. Like I like to do the drill where we kind of get to the top of the knee, pause, mm-hmm. and then lock it out at the top, right? Yeah. And then once we get done with that, I like to kind of go a quick little. It's like it's one sentence, right? But it explains to them like why we're doing the pause at the top and what I'm trying to get out of there, yeah. and not just like doing the drill, yeah. right? Um, if they can give me a why for something, man, I love that. Yeah, I love it. Because I, I don't know, I, I feel like everybody likes to know why they're doing something. Well, and we talked about this before of like, if you don't give somebody a why, they're just going to form their own, their own reason for it. Right? Yeah, and I know like I'm sounding the same way. If you kind of do something and my initial thought is like, that's shit's fucking stupid. Uh-huh. I'm more likely won't do it. But if somebody's like, hey, here's this thing and this is why we're doing this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. It makes more sense. Right? Even though initially I thought it was stupid. I'm like, oh, okay, now I actually see why they're doing Mm-hmm. Right, and so uh, okay, so now we're, we're we're past the movement prep. Okay, so we're done there. So what's the next process from there? Okay, so next process. This is kind of a pet peeve for me. Um, is finding the balance on how to correct somebody um, to okay. me at least because um, I find like I don't want to come do a twelve minute AMRAP, right? And let's say it's a twelve minute AMRAP in the workout. I don't want you correcting me for four minutes of that. So we're in the workout now. Yeah, I'm we're in the warm up right now. We're in the warm up the workout. Movement demo to workout. Okay, so we're jumping right in the workout. Yeah. Okay, Did so you have to stop pit stop. Okay, so I don't want to go because we've got about fifteen minutes left in this podcast. So okay, we we finished the movement demo. Let's say we're doing let's say you're using the next like you talk about deadlifts. So let's say we got deadlifts in the workout. Uh-huh. So you've gone over everything, we're kinda of in that spacing between kind of that 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 white space between we're done with everything movement prep and now the next thing we'll jump we gotta go do is to the workout we're kind of like in that five minute area okay. of like making sure we're getting our weights in the barbells so that's you know bathroom breaks water breaks exactly what are you like if you're dropping like what are you expecting out of the coach during that time frame or anything at all um if i'm a drop in i want them to walk up to me and like just make sure that i know what's happening just a general like right? hey just, dude are there any questions exactly like even though let's say you've told them already that you've been doing crossfit for mm-hmm. eight years i still would like them to come up to me Hey man, if you have any questions, if you know what's yeah. going on, like if you need anything, let me know, right? Yeah. Um, or even if the easy thing is like, hey, there's whiteboards over here. If mm-hmm. you want to write your workout down, uh, maybe you want some poker chips. Yeah. We got poker chips on the windowsill, giving you something right yeah. there, right? So I think it's kind of like a you can go with the and that's more of like a courtesy thing. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a three prong approach. And I guess two of the prongs could kind of be one. And kind of you said the very like one of those is just generally, like, hey man. If you, if you need to go use the bathroom, water, water fountains are over there. If you grab a whiteboard right down your workout, got poker chips. It's just kind of like a general, like, hey, here's the layout yeah. of the floor. If you need some other things to help you out, here's some things. I think that's like the one prong. Second prong would be kind of like, hey, do you have any general questions about the workout? Is there any concerns that we need to have? I guess that's prong two. But they could kind of be tied into like, like, hey, dude, what version of the workout are you doing today? Yep. Like, how you feeling about this, this well, 315 this deadlift? Right? Yeah. How you feeling about this 315 deadlift? Or, you know, are you going to do like 225? Do you feel like you can get that down to like two, three sets? I, I think that takes it a little bit one step further, right? You kind of go into a little bit more asking general questions of kind of like saying, hey, 
how, what's your game plan for this thing? You know? And I feel like that kind of comes down to them not just being a coach, but like also getting personal with it, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I don't want you just to be a coach. I want you to like make me feel like I'm, I'm in your house, right? Like yeah. if I already invite you over for dinner, I'm not gonna just leave you in the corner, yeah. right? Like I'm, even though I invite you to dinner, I'm gonna probably talk to you, I'm gonna have a good time with you, like same concept in the class, yeah. I feel like. Okay, so three, two, one, go, the workout's now started. Uh-huh. So from here, I definitely wanna be cued, right? One I definitely time. wanna be cued at least once, right? I would say bare minimum, one time. Are you but, saying like I want to have a correction or uh, maybe not even a correction, but maybe let's say he feels like I move well. He, he feels like he doesn't really have to correct me. He feels like I'm moving safely. At that point, I still would want him to come up to me. Hey man, mm-hmm. let's try to pick that wall ball up. Okay. Yeah. Hey man, like let, maybe he walks up to me. He's noticed I've been sitting down for a minute. He starts counting me down from five, right? Mm-hmm. It's a five, four, three. I pick the wall ball up and go again. Right. Um, just being a general coach, I feel yeah. like. Um, it feels so weird saying all this because I feel like this is like expected, but like that's what I would look for. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like I don't want somebody correcting me for four minutes in a twelve minute workout. Um, and, and it's there. Yeah, there's a little bit of a fine. There's point a there. there's a there's a fine line right mm-hmm. there. Um, and so for me, it's if I'm taking this as like generalized, like off the streets, never done crossing before. I want them to correct the main thing. I don't want them to correct everything, right? Mm-hmm. Main focal point, like- Like you see like lists, five things wrong. Exactly, like if I got five things wrong, pick one or two of those things and get me to dial that down, mm-hmm. right? If I'm doing deadlift and around and back, let's try to get me my back flat and neutral. I'm good for that, yeah. right? Um, and I feel like some coaches can kind of get into that, like I'm literally gonna stop you for three minutes in the middle of your workout and you're not yeah. gonna do anything and we're just gonna correct this. Um, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, that's, so and this is where and it gets more tough for a coach here well but. so like the very first thing like as a, as a coach is like obviously the very, like are they going to hurt themselves like obviously they're going to like okay this guy's about to fuck himself up then that's probably like a, a, a opportunity to say I need to stop what you're doing because yeah. you're about to fucking get wrecked how often does it happen more often not no it's usually more of a concern of like hey they're just not moving well, well. or anything else and so there is a bounce. So like early Cody coaching days was very much like everybody has to move perfectly. Perfect. Right. And I think you kind of get um, sucked like in the newbie coach thing. Sucked into the CrossFit like movement is king. You gotta move proficiently and as best as possible. And you know, that's the only way it should be done. And my perspective has slowly molded over the years where there is a little bit of a balancing act there of like, yes, you should always strive for them to continue to keep moving better, but they're not gonna move perfect today. Yeah. Right? That's gonna it's a years, years and years long process. I mean, sure, there's even things that I still need to continue to work on to keep moving and improving. Right. But to expect somebody to have the perfect air squat today is probably not gonna happen. If I can say, hey, I need you to do this one simple thing for me and just making sure that you actually correct that flaw and then move on instead of even though their squat's not going to hinder them and hurt them it's like hey just do this one little thing to make the the squat a little bit easier Mm -hmm. right i think that goes a long ways instead of like i said stopping somebody for five minutes and doing a squat explanation to them for sure they still want to leave their feeling sweaty they've got a good workout and they feel accomplished leaving that and if you give somebody 
a 15 minute tutorial on how they their fucking squat sucks and their heart rate to come back down to nine that's not fun right. either right i feel like that's what they do so bad in level one kind of they tear somebody down so much well, that they, they end up they're like well, like they overdo it man. They, yeah they're like you kind of throw your arms in the air like well me i just suck i guess yeah because you're, you're breaking down somebody so much and so yeah there is a balancing act like i still still want some somebody to move and have a good workout uh but feel like they also got coached the process and even like you said it was just as simple as if you have a workout like maybe a simplistic one like we had yesterday with the lunges and box shrimp which was not a very high technical movement you know for the most part most of you are going to lunge pretty proficiently they're going to box jump somewhat well. proficiently there's not going to be a whole lot of like Cues. critiquing that particular day compared to, to some workouts and so it's just more so the the idea of like hey hey dude you only got 10 steps like do, don't drop yeah. them like go all the way you got this or like you know on the box and like, hey dude like keep breathing let's keep steady like nice shot yeah, you're doing a great job it's just like that little stuff over and over again throughout even the workout. like the even like walk a coach walking by let's say we're gonna thrusters hey man breathe at the top breathe yeah at the, just that quick Some reminder relax the hands like, like oh my god i wouldn't even think about that yeah or like if i'm doing power cleans let go at the top and regret yeah. like it's those little things that can go so mm-hmm. long and so many times I've had the experience of probably out of the 10 different cross gyms I've been to, nine of those 10, the coach literally sat on their phone off in a corner for a long time and just did nothing or just sat there like arms crossed, you know, just in, no, no movement whatsoever. I've literally, I've done a, so for COVID when I went to Shreveport, I know we don't have much longer, but for when I went to Shreveport, I dropped into four boxes in Shreveport, okay. from Shreveport to Bossier, right? Um, and out of those four boxes, there was one good box, mm-hmm. like one good box that I could consistently go to and felt like I got a phenomenal workout. Right. Um, but like the other three, it was like, I didn't like, for instance, one of those worked out three, two, one, go timer starts. I don't see the coach again until 10 minute AMRAP, mm-hmm. like the clock ends. Yeah. And then he comes out, hey guys, good workout, blah, blah, blah. Like, gives How me bumps and everything. Like, acting like you've been there the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I haven't seen you in the whole 12-minute amber, yeah. right? Um, and so that's that's a no-go for me. Yeah. That's a no-go. And so, like, as a, as a coach, I'll say point in time, like, you've done all the explanations you can do at this point in time. You're not going to, like I said, not stop everybody. But the idea is to, you're still, at least in my eyes, I try to verbalize some, like, just acknowledging at least every person while they're in the workout at some point in time, even if it's not necessarily I need to correct them on. It's just a matter it's of a like, I need a motivation, motivational, like whatever it is, something simply they need to acknowledge in somewhat way or form. And then obviously, so we got six months left. Let's say the workout. Okay. Three, two, one time, time, right from here. I say, I'm going to give you a perfect and then I'm going to give you a good, okay. A good thing would just be workout ends. They come up to me, give me a high five, give me a fist bump, and then from there, awesome, how, how was the workout? Like, what was the worst part, blah, blah, blah. That's bare minimum, mm-hmm. I feel like. If you wanna take that a step further, from there it would be like, all right guys, I want you to go give me a cool down walk. All right, as soon as you get done, you come inside, let's put our weights and stuff up. From there, comes around, gives me fist bumps, and then all right, maybe we stretch for five minutes, and then they send me off, mm-hmm. right? I don't want them to just give me two stretches and then him get up, walk away, act like clap. Like I want them to actually say, hey guys, hopefully I see y'all tomorrow. Good workout. Yeah. Boom, 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 pow, right? Yeah. So I think that's, you know, for the most part, everything kind of you said there, workout gets done. You kind of go around the class, high five, fist bump, whatever it may be. 
you may have some type of guided cool down of some kind. First off, you kind of should be like, hey guys, like, let's go and pick up our equipment, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Having some type of guided cool down to a degree where you're like, hey guys. And some, some days you might not have time. And depending that. on how yeah. much class, like those That's are sometimes. That's why I said perfect and yeah. good. And ideally, if the, the class was structured well enough in a, in a timely manner, I hopefully you have enough time to do that. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes we don't do the best job of that here sometimes where you have enough time to do the, the guided cool down, things of that nature. But honestly, you have the equipment put away. You have some type of guided cool down. We even just like a 100 meter walk and then come back in and pick up your equipment or you go for a 100 meter walk or you're on a bike and then followed by some type of cool down stretches is ideal. I don't think I've actually ever had that at a gym before though. I've personally. never had a cool down. No, I've never had a personalized, yeah. like actual cool down at any yeah. gym I've ever been. Even to the gym, I'll probably say that's like, that's the best experience I went to. I don't recall having a cool down afterwards, if I can remember correctly. I've had um, a walk. Like they told me to get them to walk before, mm-hmm. but I've never like stretched or anything. Yeah, like and so, um, and then obviously as a drop in, mean being more biased, like I, Ideally, the coach would come up to you and say, "Hey, man, really are you going to be back anytime can, soon?" Exactly. Yeah. Just get a general breakdown, like, "Oh, man, you're going to be back in tomorrow. That's awesome." You know, blah blah. Obviously, then you know. Well, even like for me, like if I know drop-ins coming on our Thursday workouts for all our members here, like I even like to take a step and say, like, "Hey, just letting you know, our Thursday workouts are more like less CrossFitty, like mm-hmm. kind of more like a bodybuilding yeah. S type of deal." Um, so if you're looking to get that CrossFit workout. You might want to come on like a Friday, mm-hmm. or then, but just be aware Thursdays aren't as intense, right? Yeah. Um, even something just as basic as that. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of like the general class for download. We've got about three minutes left before we sign off here. So we spent about two minutes on this. How much does it, is it important to you? Like for instance, you, you walk into the gym and you just look at the general landscaping of the gym. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, organization or cleanliness or anything of that nature how is that like hey that's like extremely important to me or like ah, i really care less about it so i always use exi- let's see if i can get this explanation you used, you used to use this a lot nobody remembers a clean gym but everybody remembers the dirty gym yeah right um and so that is kind of stuck with me so for me i like to see that but like gold standard for me is like logistically running a smooth class mm-hmm. where everybody is you know like i know we have a do we do a really good job of putting people in lanes and stuff mm-hmm. like logistics um, like logistics works. but for me as a coach like when i go into a crossfit gym that is huge like mm-hmm. i want to feel like i like with logistics at all logistically i want that stuff to be on point mm-hmm. right i don't want us to have to do zigzag and hide and seek to get to my barbell yeah. in a bike right yeah um so for me that goes a long ways i don't know how you feel about that and so the, obviously, the cleanliness, there is a certain degree to that, obviously. Like, if you walk in and there's, like, you know, chalk over the floor and, you know, it looks like it hasn't been cleaned ever, mm-hmm. right? Like, all the, you know, the there's shit everywhere. Like, the dumbbells are not organized. There's kind of double in a pile. The wobbles are in a pile. All those little things. Like, obviously, with a CrossFit gym to a degree, I know, like, it's probably not going to be the cleanest facility compared to maybe, like, an Orange Theory, right? Just because of the nature of what we do. It's a very hard thing to keep it, like, completely spick and spam. Um, uh-oh, lost the recording there. But at the same time, like obviously the logistics also play a role. And like when we do programming as well, like there's a lot of times we've had to scratch workouts for like logistically, it just doesn't make any sense that we can pull us off. And so like obviously how the, the floor plan is laid out is a big deal and how well that the logistically of that works out is a big deal. But at the end of the day, for we, well, we got less than a minute now, is the 
so the experience of the gym, like and how everything we talked about can trump that, like if the gym was like really dirty and really shitty looking and not organized, but the class experience was fucking awesome. Yeah. That would make me still leaving there saying I would come back. I would go back. Reverse, like compared to the ops way, like it was like this extremely fancy, clean gym, but it was like ran like shit. Terrible. Then I'd be like, fuck it, I want to go back to That's a good point too. Like, so it's like, triage was like, that's not as important as the class experience Uh itself. For sure. So hopefully you guys got some out of that. Hopefully you had a good time. I know maybe some of this interests you more than others, but um, it was a fun topic to kind of. I think it was a fun one. To jam Um, And then my last thing is them checking in on you after the workout, like days later. Last thing. Yeah, be good. All right. Talk to you guys later.